With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Talk the Plank. I'm Haley Ryan, bringing your morning buck of jail for Sunday's game. Losing the opportunity to sweep following the 5-1 loss to the Mets Saturday, the Pirates look to take the series on Sunday and send the struggling Mets back to New York. The Bucks sent Mitch Keller to the mound, the Cy Young candidate hoping, hoping to make a bounce back from his rough start against the Oakland Athletics on Tuesday. On his opposite was Carlos Carrasco for the Mets. The top of the first for Keller was a quick 1-2-3 inning, getting Brandon Nimmo to ground out, Francisco Alvarez, and Jeff McNeil to line out. Heading to the bottom of the first, Andrew McCutcheon leading off. Everyone in the stadium, and even outside of the stadium, knew what was at stake. It would just absolutely be cruel not to mention it. Andrew McCutcheon was one hit away from 2,000 hits, and now he is zero hits away. Now, Leading off the first inning for the Bucks, Andrew McCutcheon lined a single into left field on a 1-1 count to knock out that hit. It has been looming over all week. Everyone just wanted to get him in the homestand, which would be awesome. And the last day, he did it. So, following an outstanding ovation from the crowd, the presence of his wife and his kids, they were all there. Everyone, even Mets fans were cheering, and it was just hard not to tear up. But to get it on the last game of the homestand, like I mentioned, it was so, so nice to get on the last day of the homestand because there's, if he didn't get it today, there's probably no way he goes hit list for a whole week until our next homestand. And to be honest, it was really what made it was seeing him get his 2000th hit in Pittsburgh as a pirate in a pirate's uniform. And, you know, it, we go to Chicago and Milwaukee. So 
if we would get if he would get the two thousand hits in either Chicago or Milwaukee, it would be brutal and not very fun. Um, because that's something that feels like it's reserved for Pirates fans. So uh, pretty exciting to see him get his hit. I know we were all counting it down. We were all kind of waiting. My dad and I went to the game this week. Kind of everybody's been going out to the games this week because trying to see it. Um, but super exciting, and the ovation, like I said, was remarkable. He's one of the best to ever do it in Pirates uniform, and really, really happy that he got it out of the way. And you know, let's have <laughs> let's aim for three thousand. But um, after the brief delay again for the ovation, Brian Reynolds did fly out. Connor Joe then struck out, and then Carlos Santana flied out to end the inning. So no score. But still a great first inning for the Bucks because just personally, it's just an outstanding moment. And everybody outside of the Pirates fans were just absolutely tear, just a tear-jerking moment, honestly. But we're heading to the second, still scoreless. And in the top of the second, the Mets get a little bit more action on the bases following a leadoff walk by Francisco Lindor. However, Mitch Keller... He bounced back to strike out Tommy Pham, as well as getting Brett Beatty to fly out. Now, Mark Canna did single, putting runners on first and second, but he ultimately got Omar Narvaez to strike out, stranding those runners, which was just awesome to see. Now, the bottom of the second was also lackluster, but it was opened with a leadoff single from Jack Sawinski. Two force outs and a ground out later, however, the Bucks again left runners on base. A pretty slow-moving game, still scoreless in the third. Mitch Keller gets another 1-2-3 inning, getting Mark Vientos, Nimmo, and Alvarez out, all with, with two strikeouts. Now, although Austin Hedges grounded to, out to start the bottom of the third, both McCutcheon and Reynolds drew walks to put two runners on and one out. Exciting. Um, hopefully, we can capitalize on these runners on. However, Connor Joe popped out, and Carlos Santana, unfortunately, lined out. And alas, more runners left on. Now, still scoreless as we head to the fourth. Uh, now, it wouldn't stay scoreless for long. In the top of the fourth inning, Jeff McNeil took Mitch Keller deep, homered to start the fourth inning, giving the Mets a one to nothing lead. And at this point in the game, it felt like that was all it was going to take to win because the Pirates' bats just weren't coming alive as much as we thought they would. Now, Keller did come back to strike out Lindor and give Pham on a ground out, but ultimately walked Beatty and hit Mark Canna with a pitch. He did get Narvaez to ground out, so the Mets only came away with the one run from Jeff McNeil. Now, I think Jeff McNeil is a severely under, underrated player, so had to be cautious of him. But it was one to nothing Mets as we headed to the bottom of the fourth. And as an if response, Jack... Sawinski, he led off the fourth with a solo home run of his own. He got into one, took it 4-10 over the Clemente wall. Amazing, absolute moonshot from him. But it was a tie game, 1-1. One one, and Cabrian Hayes then came up, grounded out. But Chi Huan Bay did double, and he moved to third on the wild pitch by Carlos Carrasco. Another big hit for the Bucks is Tucapita Mercano came up clutch getting an RBI single, making it 2-1 to one bucks. Now, Austin Hedges did line into a double play, unfortunately getting Marcano out at first, which is always the one 
like most unfortunate play in baseball are those line out double plays because there's nothing you can do about it if you're just a deer in a headlight. So now not much more to go. Uh, not a lot of offense. It was two to one. And that was the final score. Everything. There's a couple more one, two, three innings for Mitch Keller, but really no more scoring, but two to one, the Bucks win is the series. They take the series. Mets go back to New York. And it's pretty much David Bednar came in to shut them down to get his 14th save. He gave up a one-out double to Tommy Pham, but he got two flyouts with Beatty and Canna to end the game. So super exciting that we could take away the game. And obviously wasn't a big offensive game, but it was an awesome game for you know, all the guys who participated, um, awesome game for Mitch Keller bouncing back. Obviously, an amazing game for Andrew McCutcheon, his family, the fans. You know, it was just a huge excitement, except for the Mets fans. They weren't too happy. But it's nice to see us take a series from the Mets. I know that they're struggling heavily this season for as much money as they spend. Um, they aren't performing as well as they should be, but still... It's a potential playoff team that we can see. And if we want to vie for a spot in the playoffs, we've got to beat these good teams. And especially NL teams in the wildcard race, which I know right now we are currently in first until the Milwaukee and Oakland game concludes. But um, still, if we fall to a wildcard spot, knocking down some of these teams is pretty nice. So... Like I said, Mitch Keller had a huge bounce bounce back. He went seven innings, allowing only two hits, one earned run, two walks, seven strikeouts. And he's now eight and two on the season with a 341 ERA. His ERA did climb during the Oakland start, but he's now tied for first in wins in the NL alongside Merrill Kelly and Clayton Kershaw for the Diamondbacks and Dodgers, respectively. Carlos Carrasco was tagged with a loss, making him two and three with a 571 ERA. Bednar got his 14th save of the season, now with a 178 ERA. Now, the one thing I don't like about this game is the eight hits and the two runs scored. Now, not all of our opponents are going to be able to be limited to one run on three hits like the Mets were. Our pitching has bailed us out, keeping them at bay. So I like to see more runners get hits get hit in, though, because eight hits and two runs, you should have a little bit more runs to work with. I know eight hits in today's day and age isn't a lot, but I would like to see that number fall because we've been winning a lot of two to one games or two to nothing games. While it's nice in the moment, it's not really fun when your pitching has to bail you out. Now, the Bucks homestand has come to a close. We head off to Chicago for a big week of must win series. If we're going to win any week, if we're going to win any week, it has to be this series. We play the Chicago Cubs and then the thorn in our side, the NL Central rival, the Milwaukee Brewers. Now the Bucks, now 34 and 30, are currently in sole possession of first place with the Brewers a half game out. Now this is going to be following their game against the Oakland Athletics, who at this time, which it obviously will change, but at this time they're beating them 5-3 to in the, the Athletics are beating the Brewers 5-3 to in the eighth inning. Now, if Milwaukee hangs on to lose, the Pirates will be up a full game in the NL Central. Otherwise, we'll be tied yet again if Milwaukee storms back to win. 
The Pirates have an off day today, but pick up action again tomorrow at Wrigley Field. The Pirates are sending youngster Luis Ortiz, who has looked stellar in his past couple starts, although he started off rocky on his return to the big leagues. Now the Pirates are set to face a former pitcher in Jamison Tyon. It's still cursed to see him in a Cubs uniform. Ortiz is 1-2 with a 4.23 ERA, and Tyon is 1-4 with a 7.02 ERA. First pitch is at 8.05 p.m. Eastern to open a three-game series against the Cubbies. Now that's all I have for your morning, Buck of Joe. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thanks so much for tuning in, and let's go, Bucks. Mm-hmm.